from the cobweb strewn shelves of the video store to the darkest corners of streaming, this is Creature Features. Warning to all listeners, Creature Features does discuss films that portray graphic content that may not be suitable for all ages. Hey, welcome back to Creature Features. This is Seth Tucker, your host, and I am joined once again by my lovely co-host, Carolyn Tucker. Um, Tonight, we are discussing the 1981 titular classic, Dragon Slayer, uh, a fantasy film that sometimes gets overlooked when you look at the 80s greats, Um, but it has a dragon, wizards, a wizard battle, uh, human sacrifice, Mm-hmm. Uh, all the great things you really need for a fantasy yeah. film. Um, but on Creature Feature, we do we look at three things. Uh, creature design. Did it accomplish what it needed to? How well does it hold up? Uh, and then we discuss a little bit about the film. So I guess we should start by first saying this is... There are two creatures in this film we'll be discussing. Mm-hmm. One would be the, the dragon, the titular dragon that is slayed spoiler and the uh if you hatchlings by the, fo- by by the, the title. title yeah <laughs> um and the the hatchlings yes. i guess which mm-hmm. you would see in the film um so i guess i'll start off by those aficionados who are maybe into gaming or just high fantasy it is technically a wyvern uh being uh bipedal with wings versus the standard four-legged with wings um it's not one they really do in movies too often not not too often like sometimes you get it but i feel like the more traditional dragon is the four-legged winged yeah that's what you see a lot more in fantasy Mm -hmm. films um so but anyway so i guess we can go ahead and start with the design of the creature um what what did did you think of this being is one of my favorite films from my childhood um and so I'm probably a little bit biased, but um, I love the design. And like I said, it's probably because as a kid, it was just so awe-inspiring, you know, because of how how big they're very good at making it appear very large. Yes. Um, which you apparently you just looked up that they actually built like a really large neck. How long was the neck again? Uh, it was a, so, so for this film, they, they used a, 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 several different methods to bring the, the, mm, the, to dragon, the dragon to life. life. Mm-hmm. Um, they built a 16 foot head and neck. Yeah. So that's, I mean, that's yeah. a good size. They, there's a 20 foot tail. Mm-hmm. They have thighs and legs, and then they have claws that can grab a man. Mm-hmm. And then they also built a 30 foot, wing section uh, not the full wingspan but a section of the wing that was that far mm-hmm. that big uh to really kind of show to scale and 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 really yeah, and bring to life good... this imposing because it is it is imposing in the film it is when you see it and what i love about it is they they knew what they were doing they only show you bits and pieces of it especially in the beginning yes you just get bits and pieces and it's probably the pieces that they you know had put together you see the tail you see the head and the neck mm-hmm. but just the back of the head which is really nice yeah you you, you don't get like you a, don't get to you don't see get the, the face, face really until like 
later the till epic, the end. The epic yeah. battles. Which is really cool because yes. it kind of, um, but so as far as. Uh, and, I, I, and I would almost say it's like very like classically designed dragon. Totally. It's got the, yeah. the two big spikes coming off You've the head. You've got the long and, muzzle. You have this big I wouldn't even old, call it a muzzle, almost like a beak. Because it's very like pointed in the well, it in the points tip. at the end, but yeah, it doesn't. It's not sharp like a beak. right. It's, Fair, know. okay. But then, um, a yeah, muzzle. you've got the big old yeah two horns. Mm-hmm. Well, several horns, but the big, the, the big, too big on the big sides. Horns. Then it. Um, what I like is it's got like lots of fringes under the neck mm-hmm. and like almost like uh, gills or something to the side. There, I don't think they, I don't think it's necessarily like gills. They're I not think gills, it's just, but they're I think just, it's just like for when it's breathing fire, you can see it. Like yeah. It flaps out kind of like, to, a, yeah, like uh, a, what are those, what are those lizards or whatever? Oh, yeah. big old. Um, and so then it's got that of course. And then, yeah, it's, they didn't go with a traditional red or, or green or anything like that. It's, it is. It's really like a brownish with like, like a, like a goldish tan. tint. Yeah. Like a tan, tan with some gold bits. It's, and it's, it's not hoarding a treasure or, or anything, anything like, like that. that. No, no, it's totally um, just an animal, basically. Yeah. But um, yeah, I think if you go by the hard effects design of the large animal, I think those pieces look amazing. Yeah. Even the pieces that were. Yeah. Um, so for when it's in motion, like full body motion, which is, I would say almost bat like, and where you see it totally, crawling through the caves, and totally because it crawls on its on its wings pretty mm-hmm. much, and it only has two claws attached to the wings. Yeah, and then the wings kind of stick out; they don't like fold up into it. They kind of like stick out a bit. Right, it's much it's, more bat like than bird like. Um, but when it's in motion, you see its full body. It that is, is a stop animation of sorts. It's yeah, it's not it's not the traditional stop animation. The, mm-hmm. the way they designed it is it actually moves during the exposure. Um, old stop animation was yeah. you moved the model like little by a little. Picture. You take a picture, move it, take a picture, mm-hmm. move it, take a picture, and then you put that together and you have motion. Um, this actually they would apparently it could move in exposure, mm-hmm. but it wasn't like doing the full thing during set but it makes it right. it makes it flow very smoothly yeah i think, I think the so. movement of it is very smooth yeah. compared to some some stop motion that um, you see. and then whenever they show the face up close it is a puppet you can tell it's yes. a puppet and it um but to me that it looks really good it's a great puppet design mm-hmm. And the eyes move and it snarls. The face moves. And yeah, yes, you've got it's like, like the proper. Yes, yeah, so I really like the face puppet and I really love the stop animation. Now, when it goes to stop animation, unfortunately, because of HD, like we've talked about before, right. you can totally you can see, see that it's green on screen, green screen. And the, what's filmed looks. Yeah. looks different from where they put it. And, right. And like the and flying, it can but, be, it can be a little off-putting. Not, Although, you know, we didn't watch an HD transfer either. Right. We watched and an it's not DVD. so bad in the HD, in my opinion, that I feel like in non-HD, it probably was really impressive. Oh, well, Like, sure. I don't recall as a child, I, you know, as a kid, I was just like, this is awesome. Yeah. You know, was it like, oh. I yeah. didn't notice. Um, but and I think some of the flying scenes are a little weak. They are because it, it it doesn't seem to flap its wings too it much. It just kind of glides. It kind of just glides. Which 
I mean, maybe it would. There are birds that they right. flap to get airborne and then they just, you know, right, right. ride so, the current. Yeah. So who knows why they, they did it that way, but it, um, yeah, you can totally tell that that's also green screened and right. things like that, but it, in my opinion, for a 39 year old movie. Yeah. Yeah. It's actually doesn't look that bad. Yeah. So that's, that's it for the, the big dragon. And yep. then you have the little uh, hatchlings, which are very minor yeah, they're points only... in the film. They're yeah. in it for maybe a total of five minutes, maybe. Mm, yeah, they're yeah. not. They're not in it very long. Uh-uh. Um, and they, I would say, they look like a baby dragon. They did good at making them look like small versions of the mom, pretty much. Like, Im- like um, immature. I do remember as a kid. Uh, finding them quite terrifying because oh, yeah, as a kid well it, i think part yeah. of that's the first time you see one it's used for a jump scare it is and then the second time you see it, it is eating someone yeah they're, um, they're eating and someone and it's pretty uh for the time i'm for actually a pg film it's actually it's still kind of graphic i was thinking that when we watched it recently i was thinking that's kind of graphic a little bit yeah. um so yeah as a kid they scared me. I didn't like the hatchlings. They totally scared me. Yeah. But uh, watching it again, um, they're still creepy. But now they've got a um, a gremlins vibe. They can much got a gremlins cre- vibe. They're creepy, but you can totally tell they're puppets. They're, like, yeah. It's so obvious the that they're puppets. The movements and all that. Um, they're puppets. Now, I so, will say this, this, this film was done. ILM, Industrial Light and Magic. Um, the same people that brought us Star Wars. Mm-hmm. Um, and every other major oh which is super awesome because picture. we just noticed that the emperor off of star wars emperor palpatine is is one of the characters it's so weird because he's like young he's young he which he was young in jedi but you couldn't tell but you can tell you can tell because um, he looked old and creepy but he's like it's like seeing the emperor as a young guy it's like oh right i know what you become no <laughs> right right um but yeah, so but but Dennis Buren uh, was like heading up the team. So this is like a very like top notch, top yeah, tier effects. There's team. a lot of yeah, and I think that's partly why it does, especially for the time, right. is is so good. Yeah, and I I did make comments while we were watching it that I um, that they utilized their lighting to make it because the the with the hatchlings there it's very dark when you mm-hmm. see them and the dragon too most of the time it is very dark when you see the dragon and i think that's why at the end part it's a little bit lighter and so that's well, probably why at the end part you of can that's t- all the fire yeah well when he's in the sky too it's like more light and yeah. so it you can tell more that it's been you know green screen right. and stuff like that which in the beginning of the movie and earlier on you can't tell as much because they keep it very dark. Well, there's that, but also for, a lot. They don't. They don't green screen a whole lot. Yeah, until that's true. until that's they true. Until, until you later. start seeing you the start full seeing body it. motion and stuff. All you get is the little bit of green yeah. screen where it's flying. And, and I, but it. I thought Other that, than that was, is the physical puppet, right? You know, and I giant. and I thought that was good for them to do that because it, yeah, makes it you know you don't see the flaws as much. Right, I agree. Well, well shot, very well shot. Oh yeah, very, totally. very smart. But I mean, this was this was also like one of the, you know, this was like hard effects really growing up and coming into their own oh, with, totally. with Star Wars and Empire Strikes Back mm-hmm. and Dragon mm-hmm. Slayer. Um, so they knew like you had to be 
amazingly careful mm-hmm. about how you shot and you had to plan the shot out. Yeah. And then you built the effects around how the shot was going to look. Yeah. Because otherwise, you know, if it's off by a little bit, that's like the thing, which I'm a huge fan of, but that movie works. It's all hard effects. Mm-hmm. And it works because they said we're shooting from this angle. This is the composition of the scene and they could do everything they needed to do. And if you move a foot one way or the other, you have ruined the effect and it looks terrible. Mm-hmm. And it, it's, you know, it's, it's a, it's, it's, it's a credit to everyone involved in that from the cinematographer to the effects team, to the director mm-hmm. to know what they're getting into. Oh yeah. And, yeah. and go forward, which is a look, which is a discipline you don't have to have as much with CGI. Right. Um, which although I mean, as good, we've bad, said or ugly, before, we're both a huge fan of hard effects. I mean, artifacts don't age or they age, but they're still real. Right. I mean, like we just said, the dragon hard pieces still look amazing. So yeah. yeah. Um, which but, I guess stop animation is technically hard effects. Well, this is not is your that, standard. This is not your your usual claymation, right? That's this true. Is, that's true. This is, but it's this still. Was a brand I new assumed thing. it would still be a considered hard effect. So it's a hard know. effect. Yeah. Yeah, I would assume. Yeah. Um, but also, it doesn't interact with people. That is true. That's true. Um, but oh no, it does the one scene he gets on his back. But you know what? It's really quick shot. It's very quickly and shot, and you don't see his face. Right, you can't really tell. I like because um, with Harry Housen, that was always kind of the downplay. Yeah, you could when tell you'd see, you're you, like, oh, when you saw the, the person, you could totally tell with Harry Housen's stuff that it was not. And even in CGI, I always there uh, the part in like Harry Potter when he's fighting the troll. You can totally tell that that's a CGI CGI'd kid that's flopping around. This though, they shot it real fast, and it mm-hmm. was in the dark again. They used their lighting very and, well, and uh, so it it actually for the second that you see it, it doesn't look bad to right. me. Right. <laughs> um, so, um, I I I think um, in terms of creature design, you definitely get dragon. And oh, dragon baby from it. I, I, feel, I feel like it. I feel like for they, some reason I feel I'm like just they really got the dragon. dragon from... Yeah, I feel like the dragon aspect of it really comes through in its dragoniness. <laughs> oh. And 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 you know I know like uh, I think a quarter of the film's budget went to special effects, probably because. And when you watch this movie, the cast is great. There's a lot of people, and you're like, oh, I've seen him and stuff. Oh, I've seen him and stuff. Right. Oh, I've seen him and stuff. Right. Um, there's a lot of that. There's a lot of, the, oh, that guy, he's in this. Oh, that guy, he's in this. Right. It's a veritable who's who of that guy. <laughs> um, but also it is, the sets are minimal, I would say. Totally. Like, They're minimal sets. Yeah. Even when you like see the castle and stuff, when they go inside, you see the one room and it's just really yeah, there's not- simple. They Yeah, so they kept they kept that stuff to a minimal and a lot of it is shot, you know, by the cave, which is just a rocky terrain. Which uh, is studio. Yeah. I guarantee you all of that was studio. No, maybe maybe, who knows? It was done at Pinewood and I could totally see that yeah. having been constructed as studio or left over from like another film. Yeah. Or, or recycled later into a different film or, yeah. or whatever. And as we we had talked about while we were watching it that uh you said as a kid you thought it was a really slow paced movie. Yeah. Um, which I can totally see 
um, you know, me, myself, I just loved it because there's a dragon in it and that's all I needed. Plus puppetry. That's all I needed to enjoy a film. But I can totally see it now watching it again, how a kid, because there's not a lot of sword fighting. Right. There's, you know, a little bit of magic, but it's not like not huge. It's not huge magic. You don't get to see the dragon until like the until end. the way end. Yeah. So as a kid I can see why they would think that film is slow paced. But watching as an adult Well, and if you have stuff like Crawl, Willow, Legend, right, where all those you have these other fantasy films epic. that are so much more right. grandiose exactly in in their in their action and yeah set pieces and um, stuff but like it that. really watching this film it's got so much depth and it's such a good watch in it my is, opinion because there's so much really going on and just yeah yeah it's, and and you know let's let's we'll go into our third question of how it how it holds up i, th- I think we've kind of said the hatchlings while still creepy very much have a gremlins vibe to them they do. It's, it's clearly a handbook they don't really hold up but that it looks, much it looks good but honestly it looks, not it bad. looks fun Right. Not bad. And I don't think the dragon looks bad. I would say the dragon looks great on a scale of one to 10. It holds up about a seven pretty much six to seven. Yeah. Cause I think, well, I, I think it depends on which part we're talking about. The stop animation is great, but it depending yeah, on the scene. That is true. You know what? I might be being kind of biased cause I just love that film. Well, I probably am. I, so. well, because it's like when he's, when it's interacting on the, the lake, Mm-hmm. It's noticeable, right? Because it's green screened in. Right. When it's climbing through the cave, and then you see the guy hanging out waiting to attack it, it's noticeable because the lighting or di- it's it's very clearly mm-hmm. a green screen. Mm-hmm. And you're do you're dealing, and I mean, it can't be easy because you've got you're doing interior caves, and you're trying to light them both the same to get that effect, and that's got to be tough, right? Right. Um. So I think I think the stop. I think the quality of the stop motion is great. I think the melding of the two in the scenes is what throws you off. Mm-hmm. And I think mm-hmm. the flying, like I said, the flying may may actually be representative of certain types of birds, but it doesn't look great because it's it feels stiff. Yeah, yeah, it feels it like very stiff. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, but the 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 hard puppetry pieces are phenomenal. Still, still, they still, still look great. Yeah. Um, so I, I guess it's it's time. We've covered question one. We've covered question two. We've covered question mm-hmm. three. I guess it's time to kind of talk a little bit about the movie. Okay. So the movie starts out pretty, I don't know, interesting to me that they start out with basically people just walking through like, it, like fields mm-hmm. or hills, whatever you want to call mm-hmm. it. Um, and, uh, they're clearly like dressed medley, medievally, mm-hmm. carrying torches, things of that nature. And they're going to a castle that you kind of see, and they get to it, and it's like a little rundown. But we get we get our first look at the wizard, mm-hmm. uh, Ulrich, and he's he's watching something. He's he's seeing in some fire. future and and fire, and the fire is actually animated. Like it's animation flames. Yeah, and you can kind of tell a little bit. You can, but they they keep it right. You which know. it probably you probably couldn't tell. Like we were able when to we notice kids, it, but it, yeah. And it also, again, it's you can tell, but it's not off putting. Mm-hmm. No, it's just magic fire. Yeah, and we also meet our main character, mm-hmm. Galen, who is an apprentice of the. Oh, he's a, yeah, mm-hmm. sorcerer's apprentice or whatnot, and his 
He's played by Peter McNichol, who most people probably know from Ally McBeal. Super young Peter McNichol. Oh yeah, he's been in Dracula, Dead and Loving It. He mm-hmm. he is primarily known more for comedic roles, mm-hmm. but this is this is serious. It's not funny. This is yeah. yeah. This is a pretty straightforward role, and he does amazing at it. But I mean, he's he is a good actor because like the characters he plays are not. Oh yeah, I've always, always the same. Mm-hmm, I've always thought he he was a really good actor, but yeah, usually it's funny, right? Um, and really, I would say all everybody in this movie is the acting is great in it. The acting's fantastic. Yeah, they it was really well cast and mm-hmm. a lot of British actors because it was shot at Pinewood Studios in London, oh. and it was also shot in Scotland and Northern Wales. Gotcha. But, um, I mean, yeah, the, the acting totally still holds up. Oh, yeah. And, yeah. Fantastic. Ian McDermott, as we had said, has mm-hmm. a minor role. Very minor role. And this is, this is you know, two years before Return of the Jedi. Mm-hmm. And he became Emperor Palpatine um, forever. <laughs> but it's, I mean, it's a minor role, but it's well acted. Oh, yeah. And the, the movie is not set in a fantasy world. It's, it's set in our world. Um, you can tell because there's fantasy elements really right because there's like a a priest who's in it and like christianity is starting to kind of overtake older pagan myths and Mm -hmm. there's this the old they've come to Ulrich because he's the last like sorcerer that they they even like say that that the the sorcerers are dying out and along the, with them the dragons will right magic's fading from the world magic's fading out and uh you know the 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 wizard makes a comment about the the dragon that they're fighting is very old and yes which i thought was very neat because these people have come to the wizard sorcerer or whatever because the king for years apparently has set up a lottery. This isn't a good kind of lottery where you win a lot of money. Um, Mm -hmm. All the eligible, actually, all the virgin daughters are basically put into a lottery to be plucked. Every, twice a year. Right, at the solstices, the summer summer and winter solstice. And then they are basically sacrificed to the dragon to keep it calm and docile. Um, and so, apparently they've been doing it for a long, long time, time and then, yeah. and it's been keeping the dragon at bay for pretty it's much. It's been keeping it calm. Yeah. It, it eats two people a year. It's good. It, apparently that's all yeah. it needs. It leaves their crops and stuff alone yeah. for but, two people a year. But they bring it, but what they bring, and I thought this was just phenomenal and you don't get a lot of this style storytelling, a lot of fantasy films was they actually brought scales that they had gotten mm-hmm. from it. And the wizard's looking at him, and he's like, "This dragon is very old. Like he's he's basically explaining like the psychology of a dragon mm-hmm. this age." Um, and I thought that was really cool because normally it's, "Oh, this dragon's been here for X amount of time or something." Mm-hmm. And all all you know is this dragon has been here maybe twenty years. Yeah. Um, but it's an old dragon. Yeah. And that was cool. And so the wizard's like, "I'll go." It's cool. <laughs> um, and then all of a sudden, the next morning, they're about to set out and guards from the king show up because they don't want the wizard basically coming. And he's like, mm-hmm. 
So the chief guard, who's a complete tosser, um, mm-hmm. shows up and he wants a demonstration. So the guy's like, okay. So he's going to give him one. And uh, he hands him a dagger and he goes, you can't kill me. And, you can't uh, hurt me. You can't hurt me. Mm-hmm. And guy stabs him in the heart with it. And he dies. He dies. <laughs> um, and you're left there going, right. what a heck. Just that, and that starts uh, his Galen. Pr- Galen, his apprentice, on the journey because he basically has to take his place. But he doesn't know a lot of spells. And the little ones he does know are like parlor tricks. Predominantly. and But he has um, an amulet. He gets an amulet that helps him do more. So he kind of gets a little cocky about it he feels he's, like he's he's a little cocky but he's also a little naive yeah so he feels like he's got this um but of course through the movie you find out he's a bit out of his league <laughs> but, way out of his league right but you see i mean you know you see him he shows up he does his best mm-hmm. um and just really serves to piss it off <laughs> right it ends up um, making it more angry where it attacks the villagers and thus making them have to up the lottery. Well, they're just uh, going to redo the lottery. They're going to redo real it. Quick. Yeah. Um, even though, like, when he meets with the king and stuff, he gets in prison because the king wants to turn lead to gold mm-hmm. and wants to use his magic amulet for it. But the the prince, he tells the princess, because the villagers have told him, none of the, the king and none of the nobles' daughters are ever put in the lottery. Yeah. And so the princess asks about it, and all of a sudden, oop, yeah, no, no, of course we don't put you in there. That would just be dumb of us. Ha, 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 ha. So at this lottery, she has replaced every tile with her name. The princess has. Although you just gave away a big plot point. It's not that big of a plot point. (laughs) Um, So she she is going to go instead. Mm. And, of course, that means the king all of a sudden has changed his mind on this young sorcerer's apprentice Mm -hmm. and he now wants him to stop it to stop the dragon right um and that is where we get into the big big battle Mm -hmm. which has i would probably say 80 percent of the dragon effects in it yeah the the stop motion most i mean well all of them them. yeah all of them are in it that's right that's right i would say at least 80 and then the babies are there and all that all the hatchling stuff Yeah. yeah But another thing I think is cool is the shield. Yeah. The shield, so, I thought, was yeah, really Yeah, so the, the main character girl in it uh, collects... The romantic lead. The romantic lead uh, collects the scales. The discarded scales. And makes a shield for him. Um, and to, she's not even sure it'll work, but... Right. <laughs> she's just like, it might keep the flames right, off. Right, because she's saucy, not. so she's, yeah. She's like, you'll probably get burned to death. <laughs> <laughs> right she's like you're gonna do this well i'm never gonna see you again you're right. gonna get torn limb you're from gonna, limb right you're gonna die <laughs> uh but they they do some they've got some really good um almost like good really interesting things in the cave um like i mean it's clearly an animal den there's bones lying all over mm-hmm. the place and all that mm-hmm. stuff but then you get like further in and there's like a lake with just random bits fire catching fire and yeah. burning and stuff uh-huh. and we actually see the dragon's swim tail like yeah, so entering they, the water to so basically, yeah, it, it 
can be aquatic. Right. Well, maybe, who knows? Maybe it just holds its breath like a, you know, like a crocodile. Right. Or something, but, uh. But still, that's, that's kind of impressive. You don't find a lot of, you know. Right. Dragons that switch back and forth that can both be in the sea and in the air. Yeah. And it, and it may not normally be, you know, and maybe, you know, we don't. Well, it, clearly it that's in its den. So it clearly. Right. I mean, you know, it wouldn't choose a den with water in it unless it used the water. Well, unless it drank it. <laughs> I guess that's true. Drink fire um, water. Yeah. <laughs> um, and that, that was really neat. And that I, that's the scene I remembered as a kid. Yeah, right. Was the, the burning a, the, lake. Uh-huh. Well, the burning, but not just the burning lake, but that, that awesome scene where like he's standing on a rock in the middle of it waiting mm-hmm. and all and, the flames go out and cool stuff yeah yeah we won't reveal what, right, what right. happens when, that, that's when the dragon climax, like but... raises up and you first really get to see the face of it yeah it rises up behind him and, and of course you don't dripping, see the face yeah. but it's dripping wet and he sees the reflection of the water of the dragon standing behind him oh yeah that's a great scene that's a fantastic scene it really is. i always loved that scene yeah um, a lot of, like we said before, a lot of good scenes in this. A lot of a really lot of, good scenes, good acting. I think of, a good script, and I think a lot of good little plot twists. Too, yes, that that just help this film be, in my opinion, a classic. I I think it's overlooked a I lot think, of times, yeah. and I and I think it's overlooked because it set the standard, and then you know it's it's before you have Conan. Mm-hmm. It's before you have any of the sword and sorcery stuff from the eighties. You mm-hmm. read Sonya, your Beastmaster. Well, that and that is it's totally Kroll, yeah. Which is a film I would totally love to do on here because that that film was like the end all be all of fantasy films for me as a kid. Um, Willow. It's before Willow. Mm-hmm. It's it's before all of these others that when you talk about fantasy films in the eighties, you're talking about right, right. It's, it's totally before Never gets... Ending Story. It's before all these yeah. other fantasy films that may, even if they're not high fantasy we think of more and and they normally have more fantastical elements or they're set on like a different different reality or it doesn't touch on our reality or something yeah per se whereas mm-hmm. this one like i said you've got the 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 rising of christianity and then the the pagan you know beliefs mm-hmm. going on and then the magic fading from the world and right. stuff it's so it's there's a lot in it that is a kid I didn't pick up on. Yeah, you wouldn't. Yeah. Um, but it's really well shot. Mm-hmm. Like there's there's not a lot. I can like I said, it's just a little weak. Um, now watching on an HD TV on a right. I feel like back then on a it DVD probably wasn't. that's like nineteen twenty years old you <laughs> right. know, before they had like HD transfers. <laughs> right. Right. Um, so, so yeah, I mean, I think I think that sounds great. Uh, it is available on Blu-ray. I'm not sure if, uh, excuse me, it is available on DVD. I'm not sure it ever did get a Blu-ray uh, release. Um, just, and it could partly be because it is overlooked, like we said. It's an overlooked film, yeah. Um, but it is uh, available on Prime Video. Nice. Digitally. Uh, it is available on YouTube. Um, I did not see it. On Netflix, I did not see it on Shutter, but it there's so much content out there on those I may have may have missed it. Yeah. Um, but this film, being what it was to my childhood anyway, I I think it's time we get to the popcorn scale. 
Well, you know, I'm going to give it a six because... Six buckets popcorn? I loved this film. Okay. I think it's a great watch. I think it's still a great watch. And I, like I said, I don't know if it's considered a classic, but I consider it a classic. I, think, I would say cold. I would say it's a cold classic yeah, at the least. Definitely. Definitely. So... Um, six. Okay, six. I'm, I'm going to... Oh, oh. I don't... Is it six? Is it a six for me? Oh, I don't know because it's tough. Um, there's so many things that I I like about it now as an adult that as a kid I just just completely um, well completely then you can say what adult uh, Seth would rate it and what child Seth would rate it. Child Seth would give it probably like a two or three. <laughs> Actually, you know, he would have given it a six because the dragon scenes are amazing. They're super amazing. They're super amazing. And, and they make up. Like, and you wouldn't have watched the rest. Like I said, I couldn't. I don't I was really probably, remember. I was probably in and out the rest playing G.I. Joe kid. or Star right. Wars or something. Because I and, just tuned know. in to watch the the parts with the dragon. <laughs> yeah. You know what? I, I will say that I think, I think this film is deserving of a six because it's very ambitious. Right. And like I said, it is pre- it is pre fantasy. It is pre, it's, bit, it's pre all the major fantasy that we had. In my opinion, it's a little bit different than a lot of the other dragon s films that you oh, see. Drastically, so, drastically different. Yeah. Um, it would, and I think part of it is because it is so grounded in reality. Yeah. And you really do get a scale that, like, what what guy has like a chance against this thing? Yeah. Except for someone who's got some extraordinary ability like magic mm-hmm. on his side. Mm-hmm. Because this thing's it's not small. Mm-mm. And it ain't uh ain't friendly. <laughs> so it's, it's not Dragonheart. <laughs> no. No, it is not. Which we should totally talk about on here. <laughs> later. We, we can later. Uh, those 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 effects don't hold up though. <laughs> Um, CGI. Right. It's a CGI piece. Right. Um, the film's great. The film's yeah. still really good. Well, the film's kind of cheesy. It's kind of cheesy, but 90s. It suffers, it's 90s it cheesy. It suffers from the 90s. Yeah. Most of the films that I loved, going back and watching them, if they're 90s films, they're, they've got a bit of cheese to them. They really do. So. Yeah. And that, and that's that's fine. You have to take that with a grain of salt. But I, I like that this film is very earnest. Like, you're not... It's not. It's not your standard fantasy where we're where with these larger than life adventures. Oh yeah, like the main character, and... like we said, is out of his element, and he he at, it doesn't take him long to realize he's out of his element, and then he's no. kind of like, and um, they put something in it later where he considers abandoning the mission, which is not something that they usually do in fantasy films. You always have the the you know hero. He's Gonna he's gonna fight come all up with a new arms, plan, and oh, I'm not yeah. leaving. I'm not backing down for. And this man. guy's like peace. This one's like, okay, I'm gonna leave because this was too much. You know, of course yeah. he doesn't because right. he's, he's well, the it's, hero. It's but... very mundane too because there's you don't see a single tavern in this whole thing. Mm-mm. It's you see inside the castle. Yeah, but just like a little bit, just a very little mm-hmm. bit. Mm-hmm. Um, you see the blacksmith shop mm-hmm. predominantly. And a lot of it is like just shot outdoors. Yeah. With little huts. You see like little huts. You, so yeah. Of, you yeah. see little huts or so, it's on the, it's on like a big rocky landscape yeah. or something. It's, it's pretty good. Um, mm-hmm. and, I, and I think it's very, I think it's very well done and I think it's deserving of more recognition than it gets. Yeah. Me too. Um, so 
for that. I think we're both in agreement. It's a six on the uh, arbitrary popcorn scale <laughs> that I made up. So, yeah. So, anyway, I am Seth it Tucker. It deserves your fake popcorn. It deserves all my fake popcorn. <laughs> um, I'm Seth Tucker. I am a, a writer of sci-fi, fantasy, steampunk, and horror. Uh, you can find out more about me at Radioactive Rabbit Inc. Inc. Dot com. Uh, and Carolyn is a creature creator of much cuddlier dragons uh, than <laughs> much, the ones in cuddlier. this film, uh, and, a, and a fantastic 2D artist as well. Mm-hmm. Uh, and she can be found all over social media at Mystic Reflections. Mm-hmm. Um, she also has a store on Etsy if you are ever interested in going on and purchasing either a little dragon or art of hers for yourself. Um and you can find out more about the show at radioactiverabbitair.com. Uh, we are Creature Features, and it has been a pleasure talking to you. We hope to see you next time when we discuss a different movie and a different monster. Creature Features is a production of Radioactive Rabbit Air. All contents are copyright Radioactive Rabbit Air. For more information, visit us at radioactiverabbitair.com. Our music is courtesy of Kevin McLeod. Thank you for joining us.